Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, guys, welcome to the fourth episode of Chief Concerns, the very first true Kansas City Chiefs debate-style show with former players debating the current team. We're here with our host, former tight end Jason Dunn, and cornerback Eric Warfield. Guys, Raiders week, baby. How you guys feeling? Raiders. Raiders week. I've been amped up, man, all week. Amped up like I'm barely playing. I don't know. What about you, E? You know what? I was I used to I used to hate Raiders Week for the simple fact that it was it was always so dark around the stadium. It's like it affected the people that were working in the front offices. Like she's printing out tickets and she's pissed off because it's Raiders Week, you know? So it's like <laughs> it, it affects everybody, man. Now, when was the first time you guys really realized that like like Raiders was such a big deal? Like, did you guys know? I mean, obviously you guys are fans, but did you guys know about the rivalry the Raiders and Chiefs had up until you guys got into the organization? So I was there before Jason. And so right. like I, I I was there around uh Hasty and Carter and Derek Thomas and those guys. And so like when it came to Raiders Week, you know, there was certain little, you know, you kind of joked around and did little things at practice, after practice, during the meetings, and all of a sudden it gets to Raider Week. And it's like, you know, one of the young guys try to cut a joke, and all of a sudden you hear one of the vets be like, uh-uh. It ain't, it ain't that time right now. This is Raider. We, we lock in for this here. This is rival. You know, this is one that we we, we need this win for one, for uh, the purpose of it being a final, uh, a conference game. Two, it's like a family member. Um, so you always want to win that, up, that, that, that upper battle or those arguments with that family member. And uh, that was uh, that, that, that family member that we had. We had, because we always had to see him twice a year. You know, we have other teams in the conference that we're going to see twice a year, but they didn't bring as much, uh, what am I trying to say, uh, as much animosity, as much uh, uh, fuel for the fire. Like, they didn't bring that much as, as the Raiders brought, and especially the way that, that Al Davis kind of conducted it uh, during his time. So I was a part of that whole, when, when Al Davis was around. So it was, it was pretty bitter around, uh, around the stadiums and, 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 and around the game during that time. Hey, Jason, how did this comparison, you know, being in the D.C. area my whole life, I would always argue Chiefs Raiders bigger rivalry than Eagles Redskins or Eagles Cowboys or Eagles Giants. How did this compare to the NFC, NFC East rivalries that you had? Yeah, so that was – and that was the thing. I didn't really, really truly know the history of it, but I would say it's probably on par with, with Philly and, and Dallas, no doubt about it. You know, and of course, the Redskins. And, and during that time when I first got there to Philly, like 96 – we're talking about the Cowboys were the one that was, you know, in the heyday of Aikman and, you know, uh, 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 Emmett and all those guys. So, you know, I, I understood that that respect of, you know, the rivalry. And then when I got to Kansas City, you know, you just, you're just not quite used to it. Then when I get out there and then, of course, they kept talking about the Raiders and then, you know, this is what it means to, to us. And, you know, they did us dirty. And you start hearing the history like, man, what? Like, it's... Did that really happen? And so, like, like he said, you know, everybody's walking around pissed off. And, you know, I didn't quite understand why everybody's <laughs> pissed off right now. You know, the, the guy that, at the at the lunch counters throwing your, your food in there, <laughs> you know? I'm like, hey, man, like, yo, man, calm down. He's like, no, nah, man, it's Raiders week. You need to toughen up. You know, so it, it, was, uh, it, it, was, it was really glaring, you know, to kind of get the history of it. And I got there in 2000, so. I had, you know, Guthrie Cunningham. So Guthrie just couldn't stand the Raiders. Couldn't stand them. Uh, and I remember him just getting into meetings and he would just talk about it. 
And so I thought, you know, maybe it was just Gunther. And then, of course, we had when uh, Coach Ramil got there, then Al Saunders, the offense coordinator, who used to coach out with the Raiders, he had a whole different, you know, tune to it about why he, he disliked them. And then Mike White, what we used to call old balls, you know, old Mike used to be a, a Raiders guy for forever with Al Davis. Yeah. So it, it was almost like you don't quite understand how, how bad I always reference these, you know, like uh, 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 relationships. You don't re- understand how bad your girlfriend was until after you break up with her. Like, man, yeah. she down here. She had, what? You're like, what? She, oh, man. Okay, yeah. I, I, I hate her, too. I, I know why I hate her. <laughs> That's the reason. So, yeah, but that was really comparable to what, you know, I was seeing, uh, you know, NFC East uh, with uh, Dallas. And, of course, like you said, the, uh, the Redskins, too. Right. Right, and I think like over the last what twenty years or so, that the Raiders really have been relevant since '02 uh, when uh, when Gannon led them to the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers. So I guess we've had two decades of really the Raiders Chiefs rivalry really not being not mean the same as it has been. Um, and we get into a Chiefs concern number one. It's this week. It's been kind of the most controversial Raiders Chiefs week that we've had in a really long time, uh, with reports that the Raiders took victory laps after the uh, Raiders beat the Chiefs forty to thirty-two in uh, Week Five. Okay. How big of a deal is this? Is this overblown and, or is this like disrespectful? I mean, uh, kind of get into that when I just said, uh, I mean, as a fan, it's like, everyone's like, Oh man, how can they do that? But as a player, how big of a deal is this? With the uh, stuff with the bus like that? It, I mean, bus. it's, yeah, I think they're, they were, they were living in the moment. Uh, we, we weren't, I mean, I, I wasn't, I'm not there a part of the team to, to feel the effects of what, how they felt. Um, I mean, as a fan, a spectator at this point, yeah, you feel some type, some some type of disrespect. But there's nothing we can do as as a, as a spectator fan right now. Right. Uh, so you would think that there's that same uh, sense of disrespect with the t- with the current players uh, that they think that they can go out and be disrespectful that way. So, I mean, hey, you know, you take your hat off to the Raiders for, for having a good game plan and for getting a victory. Uh, but at the end of the day, me in my opinion, I know the better team just was, wasn't prepared that day. It's, and, and see, I tell you what, man. I, I, to me, that is a, a, a completely huge disrespect. Huge disrespect. And the thing is, because you know, I know Chucky. I, you know, I used to. Uh, John Gruden used to be my offense coordinator up there in, in Philadelphia, so I know how his mindset goes. And, and when I seen his uh, his press conference, kind of address the issue, I was like, oh yeah, he he knew what he was doing. Talking about the bus driver. Oh man, it's rubbing it in your face. I mean, that's almost equivalent to almost where the guys score a touchdown in, in Dallas, and then he try to run to the star and they just, you know, put their little, I mean, that's, that's completely disrespectful. And uh, and also, too, like, when you think about, like, that whole Dave Chappelle, you know, when Rick James coming in, just putting his feet on your couch. <laughs> oh, your couch. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's what it is, man. They, they knew exactly what they were doing. You know, the, the problem is they didn't think they was going to get caught. That was the thing about it. They thought they was going to relish in the moment, carry it on until this week, too. It's like, look, we drove the buses around their stadium. No telling what they was doing, man. I just know, man, it's just that Raider. That's, that's what it is, man. It's just that, that feel in the air, man. You know, he's got a little nastiness to him. So I think they just keep that, that reputation going. So, yeah, man, it, it's disrespectful. Disrespectful. Right. As a player, I mean, we've seen the chief players been asked about this this week. Kelsey was asked about it. Mahomes was asked about it. 
uh, CEH was asked about, everyone's kind of downplaying it, saying, you know, we we wouldn't do that, but, you know, they won that game. So, you know, they're, 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 you know, they have a right to do that, but we wouldn't do that. I mean, is that just something, and like why one of the reporters was saying at uh, Andy Reid's press conference, they said it was probably the, the most shit-talkingest press conference you'll ever see from Andy Reid because even questions he wasn't even asked about the victory laps, he would bring it up when it had nothing to do with the victory laps. Um, do, do, do you see like this kind of thing being bulletin board material where, you know, if we have a chance to run up the score, we will run up the score this weekend. Is, is this the kind of game that you would do that? Oh, I would. Like, like, like no doubt. And, and I'm going to sit there and tell the players. I'll show them. Before, before we do our little highlight tape of, of – because uh, I, I know we always had a highlight tape before, we, before the game, before we, before we left the hotel, uh, you know, something to kind of get you motivated, get, you, get, get your blood boiling. Uh, I, I would show that. You know, I show all these little mistakes that we made in this game, show some highlights of who we are, and then I show the disrespect of who the Raiders are and why we, why we hate them so much. And I want you to see this is why we're going to – whatever this – uh, projection of, of the score uh, of these guys in Vegas have us, we're going to double or triple that if we can. Uh, and and I honestly, after the game, I wouldn't even go shake hands and just walk off the field. <laughs> you know, with, with COVID, I mean, you, you, got, you got a legit excuse there for not shaking hands. You can just say, blame it on COVID. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I think, uh, and I know uh, John and, and Andy go back a long ways. Uh, but I, I know there's grumblings down there saying, look, you know what? Hey, we're going to downplay it, play this. But here in this locker room, we're going to give them every bit of the business. Every chance we get, we're going to score on them. And just kind of rubbing in their face. We just go back to the huddle, score a touchdown, defense go out there, get a turnover. But we make sure every chance we get, every opportunity, we are trying to, to put them into the ground. So see, you know, it, it, it kind of, not to cut you off, J.D., and it, it yeah. sucks for, for guys on the defense for the simple fact that, you know, God, I hate to go back and revert to get back to this whole Greg Williams and, uh, uh, you know, he the bounty. bounty yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. But, you know, we were always, you know, looking to, to, to catch somebody slipping. If you are, they, they always say, keep your head on the swivel. You can't do that now. You know, you can't just go out and blow somebody up and hit or have a big tackle. You can't go out and with uh, you know, expectations of a big hit to try to put somebody out of the game. That's that's an ejection nowadays. So as much as you like to, uh, just built off anger alone or disrespect alone to go out there and get this big hit, you can't because it's right now you got your concern now is the team and you being out on that field. And if you go out there and just because you're angry and you go out there and try to lay somebody out or put them out the game and you get removed from the game, you know, then that's hurting the team. So on the defense side, it, it sucks. So for us, we just have to be well prepared uh, for anything to come. Uh, offensively, that's where Jason and those guys is like, hey, we're dropping bombs 24-7. From the time this we kick off until the time that clock hits zero, we, we're dropping bombs. It, it, it was it was always like that in offensive meetings. It, it, it was never give no quarter to the to, to defense, to the Raiders. I don't care where we play. It was always, look, we're going to dominate this game. Every chance we get, every opportunity, we're going to score. We're going to run the football. We're going to run the football. We're going to throw the football. We're going to run this score up. And so we know it's going to be motivation. This is part of it. And I can't really tell you the last time, and maybe you know this because I didn't really check. When was the last time that the Raiders have beat the Chiefs twice in one year? 
you know, in our year, when I was playing, it was always like either a split or we was always winning, you know, the two games. Yeah. So, uh, that, you know, that's going to be motivation for the Raiders, too, to say, hey, you know, we, you know, when's the last time we beat Kansas City, especially a team like this, you know, twice in a row. So, it's huge. Yeah, it was uh, tw- uh, 2010, I believe, or 20, 2011 or 2010. Um, uh, Tom Cable's Raiders, they won. They went 8-8. Eight and eight. They went undefeated in the division and didn't make the playoffs. It's only happened four times in NFL history. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, was yeah. La- that was the last time. Um <laughs> But the, the, the thing that I, I, I read this week, just, you know, learning more about the Andy Reid and, you know, uh, John Gruden, how far they go back. Uh, back in the, the Mike Holmgren days with Green Bay, apparently they, there was always a kind of a competition between the two of who would actually get a play called in during the game. They would kind of compete to get their plays called during, uh, during the game. So they said, like, they're kind of the, not few, they're, they're friendly. I mean, they're friends, but the few they would have on the field as far as trying to get plays called. I mean, it, go, it, go, it goes way back between the two. So, and it's also just cool to see, you know, the renewed rivalry. You know, Raiders haven't been relevant in the last two decades. So, you know, now they are, you know, becoming relevant again, you know, with that, with, with six and three right now. Um, it's, it's just fun. It's fun to see that rivalry again. So, uh, making it mean something. Oh, and they, they, on top of that, they got a well balanced offense. They got, I think Jacobs is a really good running back. He's a power nose, he likes to get downhill. And that opens up their passing game. And, you know, Ruggs and Renfro and uh, I forget the tight end name, but he's been playing really well. Uh, they got some guys that can make plays in, in the secondary. And so it's just a matter of, uh, like I said, us playing discipline and, and making plays. Because right now, their offense has been playing really well. Overall, team has, has done pretty decent. Uh, you know, and, and right now they have the upper hand on us because they do have a victory. Um, so, yeah, we, we do need this by all means. Yeah, and, and, and kind of, you know, going to that rival, I, I know uh, I had John, like I said, for two years as my offensive coordinator, and then I had Andy my last year in Philly, his first year. See, these guys was, was, was kind of like the, the new gurus. You know, how you see like Sean McVay and those guys are coming in, you know, becoming head coaches. And, you know, Groom came in at 32 years old. You know, he was just like the, you know, the, the, the prodigy, right? The, the, uh, the, the genius, kid genius at a, at a certain time, man. So I think he ended up becoming like the youngest – NFL football coach at, at, the, at one time uh, when he took over. But, I, I mean, I know it's going to be a competition, you know, and, and look, you might have little some niceties going on, but you know right there, you know, back and forth, man, it's just competition. It's just good competition. So I know, I know Andy wants to win this one over John, and John wants to do the same with Andy. You know, like you said, it goes back that, that, that far. Uh, but, man, you know, in, in the division – you know, we're talking about game right here, just setting you up, right? Yeah. For the, the division, man. It, this this is even the more significance of it because now all of a sudden they're sitting there saying, "Well, look, we don't won our last three games. Shoot, we don't beat Kansas City the first first uh, game that we had. We got them now. We are in the in, in the most advantageous position that we could possibly be in right now as a team uh, to, to overtake the division if they just keep it going from right here, right now, right? So that's that's the way they're looking at it too. Yeah. Yeah, and I kind of kind of to that point. Uh, the the ne- next concern. So, based on what, what you guys saw during that forty to thirty-two loss in Week Five, what are some things that you guys hope that we clean up that you saw in in, in that game, but you hope we clean up this time around? I mean, I I think the offensive line has to play better. Uh, I think we have to start making, as we've been doing the last couple of weeks, making some shorter throws so we're not having sit, sitting there having to hold the ball for so long looking for the deep throw. Cause like I said, when they, when they're just rushing forward 
and dropping everybody else in the coverage that make that that, that makes it hard to complete those uh, deep throws. So for me, just better offensive uh, play, uh, protection from the offensive line, uh, and 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 add in some short throws to to try to you know get three and four yards here and there. Uh, I mean, I mean, we know we got the best quarterback in the in the league, so we don't have to make sure he's throwing for 400 yards, five touchdowns every game. Uh, and get our, uh, our running backs. I think it's a good game for, for Bell to get acclimated too, uh, because definitely because of his size and his, and his, and his skill set. So uh, a big game to get him involved more, uh, especially what is his three weeks now he's been here? Uh, we've known Casey. So yeah, he, he should, he should know the, the playbook well enough to be, uh, to be, have more reps uh, in, in this game. I think, you know, CH, man, is going to have to take a back seat, man. I think this is, a, this is it's really coming out. Like I said, when you have a big back uh, like him, you know, with his skill set, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be major against uh, this defense. And like like he said, too, man, the offensive line, is gonna, they just got to do a much better job. They have to. They got to do a better job protecting him. They got to give Patrick some time to throw the football. And this, too, he, we was just talking about, like, they were trying to keep everything in front of him, right? But it was a four-man rush, too, though, J.D. That's the worst part about when we played the Raiders. Four-man rush against the offensive line. They, yeah, they got all the – You got to win that one. You got I mean, shoot, you got the numbers. There's no way uh, you should lose a battle like that at all. And so then, like you said, you, you try to take away from the big play capability. But this is where, like I said, a back like Le'Veon with his size and his speeds and his, his uh, elusive talent will come in and just rip a, a team like this up. So – you know, the Raiders defense is, you know, they they okay, ho-hum, but, man, I just think that the offense has to play better. And I think right now, uh, for what I'm seeing, uh, defense has to play a better job, too. You know, oh, yeah. you, you got you to stop that run game. Uh, you know, Carr hasn't really been that, that, that wow factor for the past three or four weeks. I actually picked him up one week when my <laughs> Deshaun Watson was down on my fantasy. <laughs> they killed me. I lost that week, so I just like, you know what? Put this joke on the back of the bus, you know. So, uh, but I, I think, man, it's going to be a good showing. I think it's going to be a good showing. So, it's going to be it's going to be key, especially out there. Uh, it's and it's and it's going to be a little bit different, man. We'll, we'll talk about some stories out there how it used to be back in at uh, at, at Black Hole E in Oakland, you know, yeah, in uh, in Vegas, man. So. You know, at least they they have they don't have that going out against them because it used to be boy, they used to be a bad time out there uh, in that yeah, black hole man out in Oakland, man. That, yeah, seriously, terrible, terrible. So you guys think uh, with this game? I think last time I think Hilaire only had like ten carries, and a lot of people said we didn't run it enough last game. Uh, do you guys think that I guess kind of establishing a run game this game will be more beneficial, or is just kind of you know taking how the game goes? I guess. Wait, oh, wait. it definitely helps. I mean, we were always, I, for the most part, if I remember correctly, our third downs were all third and long. We didn't have like a, a, you know, third and three, third and five, something short that we could, you know, probably easily gather. Uh, you know, there's a couple of times where, you know, Patrick was sacked and we have, it was always third and long. So, and I don't want to just say that the, the offensive line was, was that bad, but we do need better play from them. And we got to have a better play out of our running game. So if our running game can't pick up two or three yards on a carry, then that definitely doesn't have benefit us to have, uh, you know, I don't see H out there. And I hate to, to throw him out there like that, but that was his game to that, that everybody complained that our running game is not what we needed to be. And that's the way all the talk of Le'Veon coming in uh, was because of the Raiders game. And it was because 
Clyde didn't have a good game. You know, he had he was not productive on any of his carries. Um, and even in the running game, we couldn't get him situated. So uh, a matter of having a, a veteran skilled back like Le'Veon, I think he's knowledge enough to know how to get in certain holes, how to uh, whether he's lined up outside. And how you know he's been? He's always been that patient back. He doesn't hit a hole going for uh, full steam. Le'Veon is one of those tiptoe guys, but when he hits it, he hits it because he knows how to find that hole. Uh, but so like it, it, this could be his coming out game. You know, it, you know, Jason said Clyde's probably going to take a back seat, and I think so also, just because he didn't prove himself. But that also gives him momentum and motivation to go out and to to, to prove himself uh, for for having such a bad game. I mean, why would you bring a guy like that in? I mean, you done had your bye week, right? You already set it up. I mean, they're just not taking, you know, guys for no reason. I mean, they think, they're thinking long-term on this, too. So, Oh, I bet, but still, you got a young guy like Clyde, man. You you want him to be good. And, but when well, you can get, some, get somebody that's, that's got years in, that's knowledgeable of the game, of course, he can also teach Clyde, like, what he's not seeing, what he's, what he's not doing. Uh, that that Le'Veon does well, so I'm I'm sure that it's it's a mentoring program with those two. Uh, no, also. no question, I, I, but I, I think he sometimes, and we know this. When you when you come from college, you get in, into the league. You know, you don't quite understand that wear and tear on your body. You know what I mean? You don't have the, the number of games that you usually are, are used to in college. And when you're talking about the playoffs and all those different things uh, that you had to deal with, I mean, you're talking about bigger bodies, faster guys. Uh, like Al Saunders used to say, man, you ain't you ain't going against a guy that's, that's uh, taking uh, uh, biochemistry right now as his uh, as his uh, uh, course or, or is is for the for the degree. Right. So these yeah. guys right here get paid, man. They they get paid big money to do things to you. And so Le'Veon knows that he's taking the hits, but you you get a guy like this in because you know, like, look, seventy one. This second half, we know. We're trying to make a push for the for to, to repeat this thing. We want to repeat this year. So yeah. we bring a big guy like this in. Le'Veon, guess what? We brought you in for a reason. Okay. We ain't just bring you in just to be one and done. And I, I and I man, you know what? Uh <laughs> when, when they brought what's the name of the in uh man, I can't think of his name. Uh the one from, from Philly that used to be there. Uh, McCoy. But, uh, McCoy. Yeah, when McCoy got there, man, he just he, 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 he didn't step up when he needed to. But I think Le'Veon's going to be different, man. And like I said, he wanted to kind of rekindle his, his career. This is going to be it. This is the team for him. Like I said, it, you can't have a better opportunity than now to start your season or the run for the championship than against the Raiders this week, coming off your bye, right? Bring them out. Bring all the dogs out. Bring everybody you get. You bring the, uh, uh, the water boy. Bring everybody out you need to for this game. Yeah. Man. And with, and with that, I mean, uh, Schwartz is coming back. Uh, Fisher was out with the – he was on a COVID list because I think he was close contact with someone. Uh, he'll, he'll be back. Um, and then Sammy Watkins is coming back this week. So, I mean, it sounds we – we're, we're bringing the cavalry with us to Las Vegas. So, um, we'll, we'll be well-equipped, I think, in that department this weekend. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Le'Veon does after the bye week and just an extra week of preparation and, I guess, studying that playbook. Um, hopefully that pays off dividends for him. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, next topic, uh, this is kind of a big one. You know, this is kind of a busy week for the Chiefs. You know, we had the, the whole Raiders, uh, the, 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 uh, what they're calling it, victory, uh, the bus gate is what they're calling it right now. And then uh, and then DeAndre Baker, uh, uh, Brett Beach was at it again. 
Uh, Coming the waiver wire, you got a chance to snag 2019 first-round pick DeAndre Baker, cornerback from Georgia. He was cut by the Giants because of legal troubles, but ultimately the charges were dropped and the case against him was dismissed because it appears it was allegedly being he was allegedly being extorted. Uh, but we're going to stick to football here and not get into the whole legal stuff. That, that's way I, that's way beyond my brain. Uh, but what did you guys think of the, the signing of DeAndre Baker? I mean, I, potentially he could be a, a good product for us, secondary-wise. Uh, even though our secondary is really young, um, but you never know how he's going to turn out. And, and to get him uh, off a of waiver, well, I don't think we're having to pay him very much money, so he can come in, practice squad for the moment, um, and see what he turns out to be. Uh, right now, he doesn't have anything that's 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 hindering him from the legal system side of it. So, uh, come in, learn as much as you can from these guys that that we have, uh, just in case. You know, if he turns out to be a great corner, or or, or, or we can convert him to safety, um, then you know that's that's a that's a win for us. Uh, yeah. well, I guess we're getting a surprise guest here. Um, uh, oh, somebody so knocking on the door. Someone's knocking on the door. I'm I'm surprised by this. I had no idea this person was coming on. This is great. Oh. What up? Oh, <laughs> easy <Jesus>. money. <laughs> oh, he all LSU down. Man, turn the microphone on. Let, let me let me let me turn this thing. Let me get this thing right, man. What's up, Speedster? Man, what, what's up, JD? What's up, you all? You got it, man. Man, hey, look, yeah. Hey, yeah. you know, you you talk about my LSU. Look, JD got his UK. Oh, I know, I know. You got the whole, exactly you got the whole wall up there. The whole <laughs> wall. Eddie, welcome to the show, man. It's great to have you. We're surprised guests here tonight. I love it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it, man. How you guys doing this evening? So far, so good. It's, it's Raider week, EK. Uh, we need to we need to put the uh, the rate of symbols in the urinal like we used to in the in the bathroom. <laughs> Tell me more about that. I, I love to hear about that. <laughs> that told me it was it was it was there was some uh, sad moments around there during Raider Week. Man, you think somebody's puppy had died the way people walk around? It was you, you don't you don't play around during that week. It was it was it was a sibling rivalry. Right. Oh. I, I, you talk about siblings rivalry. My, my older brother's a Raiders fan. So growing up, uh, I remember oh. my, bro, my, my my other brother was also a Chiefs fan. I remember one year he got a shirt uh, that was a, was, a, was a Chief pissing on a pirate with a, it was, it was black and silver and everything. I remember my brother made my mom take that uh, that shirt back. I, I, was, I was a little kid. So I didn't really understand what was going on. But he was like, like, take that shirt back. I, 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 that's disrespectful. So he ended up, my, my mom ended up taking that shirt back for him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you you guys know that you guys know the whole story with with Lamar Hunt and with Al Davis. You know how those guys. You know that whole rivalry started with those two guys. So that's uh, you know it, it's it's pretty intense during Raider Week, and and uh, we got to have it twice a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was we was kind of getting into a little bit of I guess some of the stories too. Uh, you know, and I'm gonna tell my story. If Marcus, I want to just tell a quick story about how it was Go when it. we got out there to uh, to Oakland in the black hole. And I was saying it's gonna be a little bit different going out there to, to Vegas. But I, I just remember when we went out there to uh, in Oakland, uh, we was you know the bus was driving about five miles away from the stadium. Me see guys this moon in the bus. I mean, they, <laughs> out there just you know give me the middle finger all, all the way to the stadium. 
And so right. like, when, you, when, when you finally get to the stadium, I remember the Hells Angels, the, bi the bikes, motorcycles are just lined up right there on the fence. And it just seemed like they just go on forever. Just go on forever. And so we pull into the stadium and you know, they're throwing batteries and stuff at the bus. Well, we had to stop because it was an old man that was in a, in a wheelchair. A guy was just pushing him across <laughs> to get there. And I remember old man was just sitting there, you know, little, you know, decrepit, you know, just kind of sit down, look real broken up. And he passes the bus and he turns, he does like this and just flips us off. I'm like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> Hey, JD, <laughs> I tell that story all the time. Do you? Oh my God. I tell it all the time. <laughs> Push his old ass out that chair. <laughs> <laughs> no, but man, the, the guy had to be 80 something years old. 90 could have been, you know. Look like Easy. the old the Crypt Keeper. Oh my God. Man. It's so dead, man. Eddie, earlier we were talking about at, at what point did you realize how big of a robbery it was, uh, the Chiefs and Ra the Chiefs Raiders robbery? I mean, it, as soon as, uh, you know, when it was Raider Week, my first year there in 2001, I mean, it, it, it was it was intense. And, you know, even though I, shucks, I think I played eight years up until the point I got to Kansas City in 2001, eight or nine years, and, you know, the other teams that I played with, they really didn't have rivalries that felt like that. I mean, uh, I mean, you think you think we're kidding? We had, you know, uh, little, you know, the little the smell good things they put in the urinals. Those things were made out of Raider helmets or Raider deals. And when you go in the urinal, you would piss on them. And you know, it was just it was that intense of a week, and it, it was crazy, man. So it was uh, it, it was pretty awesome. We always look forward to that week because it was always intense. What was uh, a bigger robbery for, for you? I, I remember as a kid growing up, I remember there was one quote you had against the Broncos. It was, a, it was a, I forgot, I forgot what it, the context was, but you were saying, come Sunday, we're going to put something on their ass with, with, in regards to the Broncos. Why I, mean, you, you, he, why, you, I mean, out of all of the things you go find, you know what? <laughs> out, of, out of all of the, the millions of great things that has happened in the course of my career, you go find the one thing and but no that was a you know I meant every word of that when I said that because if if and when you know the story when you hear the story you'll know why I was the way I was at that particular time in my career right and so would you say to you would you say Broncos Chief, Broncos Chiefs or Raiders Chiefs was a bigger rivalry no it's me against the Broncos and then once my teammates heard the story of why I got to Kansas City and what Denver did, you know, it was a different kind of a personal deal. But the rivalry between Chiefs and Raiders, that started way before any three of us ever got to the Chiefs. Like I said, that started with Lamar Hunt and Al Davis. Right. Right. So, but is there, I guess, within, I guess, the historical aspect of it, um, would you say that is there a different kind of tone at the at the at the the building, the facilities when it's Chiefs Broncos week? Or is it no, nowhere near Chiefs Raiders week? It's nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. Uh, I mean, I mean, you, Marcus, as a you, you seem like a pretty intelligent guy, right? Yes, sir. And we're talking about Raider week. You didn't hear me say that there was a Broncos helmet in the pisser. No. You heard me say that there was a Raider deal. I mean, that's how intense it, uh, intense it was. It was 
it was it was that and we made sure um, that oh the the organization and the chiefs and i'm sure the raiders organization made sure that it was a known rivalry and it had been that way for a long time yeah right you know, we, we had we had a, we had a lot of people had, had had came over from the raiders that got into the building <laughs> that would, would let us know the history of how they used to think about the chiefs but also, too, they used to talk about how the dark it was in the building and, you know, you don't want to go and play over there and everybody mm -hmm. over there is miserable. And so you just kind of felt like, you know, being in Kansas City was like it was really light against dark. Right. It was good against versus evil. I mean, it's really like, you know, the uh, uh, Republicans, uh, you know, Darth Vader or whatever, you know. Yeah. So that's that's how it was, you know, and, and crazy because they had guys dressed like Darth Vader out there. <laughs> Now, looking back, what, what would you say, uh, each of you guys in this one, what, what is your favorite Chiefs Raiders memory? For me, um, it was my first pick six. You know, that was against the Raiders and, and Jerry Rice. And that's me growing up as a Jerry Rice fan, for one. Uh, two was a part of, uh, obviously, Raiders week. And I was thrown in, and I, was, I had become a starter this time. And during practice, um, You'd always have moments to where you got to mess up. It's practice. That's what, that's what practice is for, to correct those mistakes. And so you mess up in, in practice, and instead of you getting like a, hey, let me, let me, what, what happened here? It was a full grown, a full blown yelling, like throwing clipboards down, like, you know, what the fuck is going on here? Like, do you not know this is Raiders week? So, uh, and I was like, damn, I thought it was just practice. Like, I, I mean, I didn't understand the severity of it. I mean, I know you don't want us to make mistakes, and we go, we're going to make mistakes out here, but. Yeah, it was a little bitty mistake. And so it's like, nah, -uh. mistakes are, are, are multiplied during Raiders week. We don't want those. We want to correct all this now. And uh, but going into that game, I was I knew what was at stake. And heck, first play of the game, they came my way against Jerry Rice, and that was pick six. So that, that was my historical moment. JD? Yeah, but you know, mine has to be without a doubt, uh in Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, winning the game on the last play uh, where we had to go in and we was going to kick a field goal. And, you know, we, we had practiced this play pretty much the, you know, the last couple of days, you know, you usually put in like your short yardage package and it, it came to fruition. It's crazy how they had it set up because usually how we would do like the short yardage, uh, <clears throat> it was kind of pretty much kind of set certain plays, but we put this one play in where I was coming in motion and it was, where I was leading the lead blocker, T. Rich was behind me, then we had a pulling guard. So he had actually three guys coming into the hole, but it helped me kind of uh, navigate and see who I was blocking and see how they was going to play it. But I just remembered the energy down there. And here, so here's one thing I'll tell you about Coach Vermeer. Coach Vermeer could not stand kickers. He, he just didn't trust them. He, he just could not stand kickers. He would always say if, if one of our uh, kickers Mr. Field going practice. He's like, all you have to do is kick the ball. That's all you have to do. That's your one job. That's all you have to do. And so I remember Lawrence Thomas going out and he's like, no, it, it, get him off the field. Like we're going for it, right? <laughs> we're down there. You, I mean, we got the best offensive line in football. Okay. We got pre-songs back there, Larry Johnson at this time. I mean, the stadium is going crazy. I mean, we're right there in the end zone. I mean, it is just loud. The energy is just going through you. You know, of course, man, look, Brian Waters, uh, Willie Rofe, 
uh, wheel shields. Nobody turned around to come off the field, to be honest with you. Nobody, they, they don't come off the field. We ain't doing this. Look, we're going to win. We're going to win right now, right here, this play. And we played, we ran that play, ran it to perfection, man, came in. It was just, it was madness. So that, that was my, my, my biggest memory uh, with them. So, man, it was mm. crazy, crazy that whole, that whole game. Well, uh, I, it, being Raiders Reek, you know, I'm I'm gonna say something that I that absolutely sucked in in Oakland, and the we played in Green Bay. Me, Jason, and any war. We all played in Green Bay in December. It was cold. It was you know minus nine. It was something crazy. But we went to Oakland one year. I don't remember where. I think it was maybe oh four, oh three, oh four, and it was raining. Man, and it was the it was the coldest game that I'd ever played in in ever. my career, yeah. ever. <laughs> and and it was pouring down rain. It was a night game. It was a Sunday night game. It was pouring down raining, and it it just it was just the suckiest thing. It reminds me every time I even go if I fly into Oakland, I put a coat on just to make sure that I don't get cold. <laughs> it, it was the it was the worst coldest game I, I've ever played in. And uh, how many times did Trent throw the ball that game? Maybe one or two, <laughs> maybe once or twice. <laughs> our sideline, we were standing like in like like a foot of water on our sideline. That's how hard it was raining. And then the rain, it was coming down like sideways because the wind, it was it was miserable. And you know, that's another reason you know, you think about the rivalry and the uh, you know, the the hate that the Chiefs have and vice versa you know, for the organization when we play each other, just because it sucked in Oakland that time that we played. And, um, yeah, that uh, – yeah, that sucked. <laughs> you know, that that's crazy as a, as a wide receiver that you mentioned that game because I, I played golf with, with Tim Brown this summer, and that's the first thing that Tim brought up. He says, man, you know one of the worst games ever was we played you guys and it rained. He said it was so cold. And he said on top of that, I was I was two two receptions away from uh, either ten thousand yards or, or some amount of receptions, and we didn't throw the ball any of that game. So I was so pissed <laughs> off this game and so cold. Like he said, of all the things, of all the games I played against you guys, that is by far the worst game ever. That's it. That's yeah. it. How bad were the uh, conditions? I, I guess when people think of like, the Oakland um, facilities, there was it the Oakland Coliseum. Was that was that was the name of the? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn baseball field. Oh, yeah, <laughs> how, how about the away locker room and stuff? Because I've seen the press box, like pictures of the press box of it, the water leaking down, and like media members had to put cups underneath to, to, to collect the water because it's like it, it just it just comes down. How bad were the so, away facilities? So, Marcus, how uh, what is the what does your high school gym look like or your high school stadium looks like? Is it pretty decent? Is does it what do you, what do you think? Uh, it's 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 one of the it's one of the bigger stadiums in uh, uh, Virginia. Uh, it's it's not it's not bad. It's a nice facility. Okay. All right. So yours is probably nice. Uh, it's a, you got to understand, Mar Marcus is young. He's he's mid twenties. Oh. Oh. Okay. So he, he, he so, says that he's new. He's new updated schools. <laughs> <laughs> so so think think of the worst locker room if you've ever been any Marcus. Think of the worst locker room that you've been in, and you don't have to say the school or anything, but. Think of the worst locker room. Oakland Coliseum was probably a hundred times worse than that. Wow. <laughs> it, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Small yeah. locker room, too. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I think, matter of fact, one year when that 
it might have been that game uh, when we beat them out there one year. They, t- they the water was cold. They ain't, they ain't giving no hot water <laughs> for, for the shower. Yeah, for the shower. I'm like, man, this is man, this is so. <laughs> A lot of shower pills taken that day. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not doing pretty, man. You better not get on there play with no shower (laughs) pills. Gotta get yourself a little, just a little bit. You know. Uh, so you say that was the worst locker room facilities in the entire league that you guys had played in. Was the Raiders ever known thing? The Raiders was the worst. Think that I've been in, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I played. Yeah. Remember, I came from Philly. Philly was the, the, the hellhole. The, the veteran stadium, horrible. horrible. Yeah, I don't remember Philly. I know we played that. I just don't remember it. You remember Philly? Yeah. I, uh, man, you know, they used to have the jail at Philly, too. Damn. In, in, the, in the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, that's why I think, like, the Raiders. I think the Raiders took part of Alcatraz and brought it over to the stadium. You know? <laughs> For real. It was that bad, man. It was, it was a horrible place. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so so, move, so moving on to uh, I guess the, going back to this weekend's game. Uh, what, what are your predictions for the game? I know that we we, we on the show we joke about the uh, the line and the, and the betting lines for this game. It was that uh, the Chiefs were favored by seven points, but they've since taken off the. You can't bet on it right now because the, uh, the Raiders have like ten guys. Their whole starting defense is on the, the COVID uh, <laughs> restriction list right now. Uh, which is could change, uh, but right now it, it's taken off. But uh, what is your uh, prediction? And do you think that the uh, the whole uh, bus gate will be a, a play a factor in um, this this outcome on Sunday? I, I think we at least get thirty points. Um, heck, I think that just seems to be our our average of what we're putting up on everybody's team. Uh, so we at least get thirty. I, I think with what we've learned from the first game uh, against the Raiders. Our defense will come out and play well enough to, to hold them down to 24. So 30-24 is for me. Uh, due to the fact that John Gruden had the buses lap Arrowhead Stadium in a victory lap, I say it would be 48-14, Chiefs. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Yeah, I, I see probably 35-21 is, is what I see. I, I think at a certain point, you know, uh, it's going to be no mods, no mods, right? No mods. So, and Andy'll have a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, some some love for him. Take take the dogs off a little bit, but it, not before he scores thirty five, though. That's going to be it. <laughs> he said, "Look, I ain't pulling dogs up till we get thirty five on this." Dog. All right? You you, you want to take a victory lap with the bus driver around my stadium? I'm trying to put up triple digits. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Wow. Well, I think it was funny about the whole um, the, the the victory laps was when they asked Gruden about it. Jason, you alluded to it earlier, was that like Gruden was t- wasn't taking any responsibility behind it. He was trying. He was throwing the uh, ironically. He was throwing the, uh, the the bus driver under the bus. He was saying the bus driver was being a smart Alex saying comments. So that's why he made him drive around the stadium, which I thought was kind of uh, weird in, in general. Is not owning it. Um, Bus but, driver's not gonna make gonna make laps without his permission. Right. <laughs> That's right. Right. That's right. And, and I, I have a hard time believing that a bus driver will say anything like that uh, to a head coach and a team. Yeah. You know, when when you're driving them, you know, you got to drive them back to the to the to the airport. So yeah. that was all on them. Hey, let's take another let's take another lap around here. What do you think, guys? Yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know what it was. We, we, we know what it was, for real. And that's why he tried to be a little tongue-in-cheek, like, ah, that's a silly question. Uh, next question, move. He just wanted to get past it, man. No, he's he, he going to own this one. He's going to own this one, I'm trying to tell you. Hey, he's going to own this one this week. He right. knows it's on his shoulders. That's his fault. Oh, man. So, uh, regardless of the Raiders win or lose this week, I know Willie said last week that he thinks the Raiders are probably uh, a team that we don't want to see in the playoffs. Do you guys think that the Raiders get make the playoffs regardless? I mean, obviously, we're, we're talking what, week week 11 right here. We got time, but it is a team. I mean, as I said earlier, I think they're a well-balanced team because like, they, they, they have a good running back. I think he's a top five in uh, uh, yardage and, and carries for, for, for the NFL so far. And with him running the way he's running, it's, it's made things a lot easier for Carr. And uh, he's got a young, young core of receivers that have been performing and, and producing. So it's just a matter of, you know, for one, shutting down their running game and then uh, letting, the, letting the rest of it come out and play. But if we can't stop their running game and, and, and Jacob's coming downhill the way he did the first game, yeah, we're going to have problems. I think, you know, they, they, got, they got good pieces on offense, no doubt about it. You know, like you said, I think they have, they, they have a decent team. The defense is, like I said, kind of, you know, uh, about 20th in, in the league. Uh, they'll, they'll make the playoffs. I think they'll definitely make the playoffs. But as far as I think they'll get in probably wild card or something. But other than making a lot of noise past that, I, I don't I don't quite see it. It's just the AFC right now to me is just it, it's really competitive. Uh, and, 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 and what I see from, you know, Kansas City being the best team, I think, in the league, you know, for what we have. Uh, the Raiders, they're going to give us a business. It's always hard to play a game, a, a team, three times in a year. That's always hard because you just know what the guy's going to do, what the tendencies are. So it's tough. But I don't think we'll see uh, uh, with the Raiders, though, to be honest with you. I don't. Well said. I agree with, with both uh, Ewar and JD. So, uh, yeah, I agree with both of those guys. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So now we're going to get to the final segment before we end the show is the uh, Chiefs Kingdom concern segment where I look at all the Chiefs Kingdom hot takes and get each of you to respond to one. Eddie, I, I love your input on this as well. I would have had one for you if I had known you were going to be on the show today, but uh, you can you feel free to respond to either one of these. Uh, Eric, for the first Chiefs Kingdom concerns for you, which comes from at 15KC fan. He tweeted, Chiefs got Sneed, Baker, Fenton, and Ward all 24 years or younger without using a day one or day two pick. Brent Veach is really the GOAT. What's your response to that? I mean, they, he, he's, he's picked up some good pieces uh, to go with a, a decent front seven. And I think Chris Jones and, and Frank Clark are helping us tremendously uh, with the pressure that they're adding. So it doesn't put as much pressure on our secondary. And you have uh, Tyron Matthew uh, with his playmaking ability. It also helps with those younger guys uh, either actually getting to know the game and understand it and to know what kind of help that they have uh, in a player as himself. So, uh, I think that with those picks, not having to be uh, high draft picks, you can put talent out there that will gradually, you know, find its way. And so far, we've done that with our secondary because uh, we don't have those top top picks. With, with, with that, that that beach was uh, well, I guess what other teams have pulled out that we haven't got. But yet these guys have still come out and they played well. They made great plays for us. Uh, so yes, he's done a tremendous job of doing that. But of all the, the things we've had, I mean, his best pick to me was Patrick. So, <laughs> Eddie, do you, do you have a comment on that? On the, uh, I guess, 
uh, breaches, uh, uh, Brett Veach finding these gems? Well, I mean, that's just what, that's what they do. Uh, Brett, uh, Andy, uh, you know, and the rest of the scouting department, those guys, they have a, they have a knack and a nose for going get guys that a lot of people don't look at. And uh, that's a testament to who they are as uh, as great coaches, GMs, and scouts. So uh, kudos to those guys. Yeah, as a fan, just you know, this this just this season alone, you know, going out and getting Le'Veon Bell, and then going out and taking a flyer on um, DeAndre Baker. And you know, in, in past years, as fans, you say, okay, we, we have a need here, let's go get it. And now we finally have a GM who's like just jumping on that and going to get these guys, which I think is just awesome. It's like a, you know, it's like seeing like a, you know, like a, like a fancy football, like a man just going out and getting the, the best guys available, which is it's just, it's, it's cool to see, you know. I mean, but the one thing about it, right, even with these picks, I wouldn't say with these picks that we have now, as far as the secondary guys, I mean, Le'Veon and Baker really haven't done anything for us just yet. Yeah, Le'Veon's a big name. You know what he can do as a, as a player. Uh, has he been the Le'Veon of old? Not yet. Uh, so we're right now still hoping that he can become somewhat of what he used to be. Getting so old, I mean, you are. He getting old, bro. Oh, I know, that's what I'm saying. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a sexy pick, but right now you don't know what you have right now because you know he hasn't he hasn't produced what he's done in the past, and so right. it's not a. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I want to call it a knock on him because. He hasn't had time to know the playbook. Um, and then knowing that team, especially with the Jets, we're going to key on him since that was his previous team. So he probably wasn't going to be as productive. Um, so I don't know. That that might have been the situation with him right now. But as of now, the, the I, I say the Baker and the, the Le'Veon pick, they just – well, obviously Baker won't be able to do anything. But the, the Le'Veon Bell pick hasn't been what we thought it would be even though we know what we do have, like Jay said, in the, in the garage. Like, he is a sexy pick to have. Right. It just hasn't fruition yet. That's because they got that young beast from that LSU, that Clyde Edwards. <laughs> okay. But That's that wild. young beast from LSU, his production during the Raiders week is what caused us to go get Le'Veon. Man, that's baloney. Said <laughs> <laughs> said said that week he, he went from a tiger to a kitten. He went from a tiger to a, to a cub. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna hate on, but you know what it is though. I mean, look at that. It's almost like uh, like uh, LeBron him did. They got J.R. Smith. He didn't really need him, right? You just pad it up, bring it down in, right? right? Just in case we right. need him, just to scare the opponents. Like, oh, you see who they got? You just want them to look. Oh man, you oh, who did get this week? That's all you want them to do. Look, we, we keep stacking our chips. Keep stacking our chips. Just being ready. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like that, you know, um, even in the Cavaliers days, he was getting, you know, James Jones, all his jump shooters were going there, taking the, the, the small contracts to, to go there and play and play around him. Whether they're going to get a lot of playing time or not, it's just there to have, you know, just in case, you know, they're needed. Um, but, no, Eddie, you said something interesting. You know, you said that Le'Veon's getting old, right? And I know that, like, you know, some of the arguments have been uh, said that, you know, he's 30 or I think he's 30 or 29, but he didn't play that one year. So, you know, he's got, he's got one year more than what his actual age shows. Right. Or does when it comes to, you know, playing football, as you get older, are you still getting older, even though you had that one year without touches, you know, it's like, absolutely. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. No question. Oh yeah. That, that body uh, time, gravity, all of that. It takes, it, it takes precedent over whatever years or nine years you think you have in the National Football League. 
it takes him longer to recover every year that he's in the league and every year that he gets older. That's fair, you know, because you, you always see from, that from a, the fans' point of view, everyone's like, oh, you know, that's, uh, you know, there's, there's less mileage on him. You know, it's not like, you know, every year he wasn't, he wasn't running the ground that one year, so that's one year more he has. So, you know. But, Man, I'm, I'm, I'm 47 years old, and I hadn't played football in 14 years. My back is on fire right now, and I ain't touched the, uh, touched the football in I don't know how long. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so you you just be sitting there, you be like, "Ow!" Like, yeah. Yeah. That was a hit from Al Wilson in two thousand and five. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Jason. Our next uh, Chiefs King of Concerns for you. Uh, it's from actually Jerry McDonald. Uh, so he tweeted this week. So after ripping off the Raiders' heads and, and crapping down the throats for how many years at Arrowhead, the Chiefs are upset because the Raiders actually enjoy winning for once. Good teams don't need artificial means of getting pumped up, and the Chiefs are a good team. Jason, what's your response to that tweet? Uh, you know what? You're right. You don't. You don't, teams don't really need an artificial reason to get pumped up. But I don't look at this as being artificial at all, right? Like I said, this is almost like somebody coming in and like wiping their feet on the rug before they come into your house. You know, somebody just walks in your door, just opens up a refrigerator. I mean, I don't think that's manufactured anger. You'd be like, man, what are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> Where do you think you at right now? Yeah. So when they came in and they, they did that, that was disrespectful, right? They, they, don't, they, they don't need any more uh, something that's artificial. Artificial would be like, Hey, guess what? You know, when they left here, I heard they said something. No, we got evidence that y'all jokers decided to waste gas that we was paying for to drive around our stadium. <laughs> I, I'm pissed off, right? I'm, I, I got to be pissed. So it's not artificial at all. Uh, so, like I said before, uh, John Gruden is going to have, uh, uh, he's going to wake up a couple of times out of his sleep watching uh, 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 Mahomes throw a couple of touchdowns. I know a joker's waking up. <laughs> it's off. <laughs> Be like, he's second guess what he did. Yeah, he's second mm -hmm. guess what he did. So it, it's ain't artificial anger. It, it's not. Look, they had no business doing it, and you got to pay for it. So <laughs> hey, let the games begin. Pure and simple. Yep. Eddie. Oh, I mean, I said it earlier before that even question. That question was even brought up. You know, you you want to you want to do a victory lap, 48-14, and if I get the opportunity, I'm putting triple digits. There's no yeah. question. It's not artificial, you know. And you know, the the Chiefs' uh, organization won't show it. They won't retaliate with social media and all of those things. Wait till this weekend. You show Playing it on the field. That's it. Now, what was your, um, if you guys could remember, what was your kind of your biggest blowout game that you guys had against the Raiders, if you guys remember? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really remember all the big blowout wins. <laughs> like I said, man, it, it always seemed like it, it was just tight. You know, you always, yeah. that, that week was always one of those that it just, it, it never really got away from you. And when you thought it was, then it was always like, the Undertaker would come up, rise up again, like, oh, shoot, here these jokers come again. Because it's just mm -hmm. a lot of this pride. It's pride. It's prideful in this play. Like you said, it's a rivalry. I don't care if you walk down the street. I throw a rock, you throw a stick, you know, and, and it's going to be like that. 
constantly. But I, I don't remember any blowouts, none, yeah. zero. <clears throat> Jason, I'm trying to figure out where you're getting these analogies from, coming in the house and wiping your feet on the rug, and you throw a rock, I throw a stick, you open a refrigerator. <laughs> which, I'm just trying hey. to figure out, is, is hey. that what the University of Kentucky, that's what y'all do? Hey, man. You this sound like Shannon Sharp. Hey, hey, this will be, <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, I grew up. I grew up in the country in Kentucky. This is yeah. what we do it's how we speak. That's how we talk, right? <laughs> hey, hey, it's a, it's the one I hadn't seen yonder yet. Yonder, and you know, <laughs> up there. And I'm, <laughs> so I'm just back home in my room, Steve. That's all it is, baby. Right. That's it. That's it, man. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that, that does it. Uh, we'll see you next week where we discuss the Raiders game and get into the upcoming Buccaneers game. And, of course, we'll discuss some of our Thanksgiving sides. I think it's, you know, holiday season. Got to get into that as well. Um, if anyone at Chiefs Kingdom has any Chief Concerns for these two, tweet at us at, at Concerns Chief, and please subscribe and follow Chief Concerns on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Eddie, it was great having you, man, dropping by. I, I loved it, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, yeah, Eddie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes, love, baby. Hey, I, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. JD, Ewar, man, it's good to see y'all brothers, man. I miss yes, y'all. I love y'all brothers, man. And uh, shucks, I can't wait till all of this stuff is over, man, where we can get man, back good. together in Arrowhead and have a good old time. No doubt, man. I love good. you too, man. Tell the family hello, you know, for me too, man. You know, so absolute mess. It's a joy, man. It warms my heart to see you, man. E too, yeah. I love, man. This, this is a, just a great thing, man. Great feeling, man, to catch up with guys. So Y'all yeah, stay absolutely. blessed, man. All righty. Thank Excellent, you, Mark. Brother. Eddie, it was an honor to meet you, man, and talk to you. Okay, same here, brother. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.